You're listening to the oneofus.net podcast network. One of Us is a podcast and video network funded all but entirely by donations and subscriptions. We do accept pitches for audio-based or banner ads, but on a case-by-case basis. If you're interested in that, contact us at oneofusnet at gmail.com. With the amount of audio and video content we generate, it is expensive and extremely time-consuming to keep things running. Please go to the webpage oneofus.net and sign up for a subscription at 2 5 10 or $25 and get a ton of bonus content. One of us needs and appreciates all your support. So I might be speaking for myself here, but the only thing I like more than starring Sarah Paulson is seeing that there's nothing to do whatsoever with Ryan Murphy. It's just her and a different director for once in a while. It feels kind of refreshing, I'd say. I would say that, but I watched uh, Coastal Elites from a couple months ago, and that movie's terrible. So maybe Sarah Paulson just doesn't have great taste. I mean, Sarah Paulson is the white Will Smith. Oh, man. So, like... Right on. <laughs> if I see Sarah Paulson on it, I'm going to watch it. Let's just be real. Let's just, you know, just like Will Smith, you know? <laughs> that was the best part of the review. <laughs> but anyway, if, uh, if if somebody listening to this has somehow not seen the title when you clicked on it, we're talking about the newest film, Run, uh, from the director of Searching, uh, directed by Anish Chiganti. Sorry if I've mispronounced any names. I will do better next time. I, I did it perfectly. He fucked it up. Well, I myself am Adrian El Critico. Joining me tonight, I got Gina. Heidi ho there, neighbors. I got Jordan. Hi. And I got Davey. Get out! Hey! 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 I got him and I'm never letting him go. I'm so hungry. <laughs> well... We got screeners and no food, so what did y'all think about this movie? Well, first off, shouldn't we give a synopsis? Oh yeah, that's right. Jordan, please, take it away. We have Kira, uh, Kira Allen playing Chloe Sherman, a homeschool teen because she was not just born with a bad, de- uh, a bad hand at birth. She was dealt a terrible fucking deck of cards she's in a wheelchair she has diabetes so you're saying it wasn't a bad hand it was some bad legs (laughs) she has die where okay fuck it she has diabetes she has a heart condition she's paralyzed and therefore needs a wheelchair she she has glass bones and paper skin yeah exactly Hell, for all we know, uh, probably AIDS, herpes, and, uh, what? <laughs> I don't know, everything. She's got every fucking bad disease or condition. But she is, you know, loved and supported and looked after by her mom, Diane, played by Sarah Paulson. But some events start to, you know, reality starts to sort of seep in. And Di and Chloe is starting to think that maybe her mother and their life together isn't all that's cracked up to be. I, I dug this movie, but I think if there's one thing that we're going to take away from this are the two main leads are 
fantastic. Oh, is that is that what we're doing? Is that the review that we're we like this movie? Is that what I'm hearing? I mean, I I like this movie. <laughs> I mean, I, I enjoyed it, personally. L- l- let me say this. This movie is predictable as hell. As soon as you see what the opening is and, you know, how it all unfolds, it can be very easy to put together where point A leads to point B. Now, th- I didn't mind that because this movie is actually suspenseful it is terrifying in some spots too it manages to work again i could tell right away i'm all right it feels fairly easy to know where this movie will go towards the end but it still did its job well enough and grabbed me it hooked me and part of that is the dynamic performances of kara allen and sarah paulson who is generally just terrifying here, unnerving, really. Um, okay. Well, I guess I'll, I mean, so this film run was was originally supposed to be released around Mother's Day. And typically films like this, for me personally, if they have to be released in conjunction with a major federal or national holiday, that means they're setting on viewer expectations, right? For people to come in, and kind of, you know, all right, it's Mother's Day, so why don't we put a movie out? Similar to Rosemary's Baby, so on and so forth. So, like, watching this not around Mother's Day, I, I'm sure if I had watched it around then, I may share in that type of, like, this is really suspenseful. But I'm kind of glad that I didn't kind of have that type of manufactured consent almost because, I mean, this movie wasn't bad. It just wasn't interesting um the the whole there is no I don't know there's no real reveal here and yes everything is laid out for you but I don't really get to connect with these the narrative doesn't allow me to really engross myself in these characters to have any type of empathy or to be like oh my god like why should I care about these characters pretty much um because it's like I just feel bad for her and then I mean, it was, I don't know. I I had mixed feelings about this. I watched it multiple times. I enjoyed the way it was shot, actually. Like, the things I liked about this film were more on a technical aspect rather than the creative aspect. And personally, Sarah Paulson acting in here is actually kind of boring. I feel like they could have gotten easily somebody else to do this, and I would have felt the same way about this film. It's just that it's Sarah Paulson. Like I said, it's Will Smith. And Will Smith has those movies where it's like, come on, bro you're a seasoned actor. I know you don't need a check. So like, why are you doing this? Um, and the only reason why I stay watching it, AKA Gemini man, oof. Uh, you know, the only reason why I'm watching it is because it's Will Smith. Um, and there's, you can lean on charisma for only so long, but Sarah Paulson is still playing this kind of on the edge, you know, kind of somber, really intense, always looking like she's constipated and wanting to cry at the same time because her shit can't come out. So it's just like, (laughs) I'm getting the same type of, you're falling into that Keanu Reeves method of acting where you're giving us the same emotional uh, depth in your face with the same type of looks and and mannerisms. And honestly, I did enjoy... um, I did enjoy Kira. Oh, I hope I'm saying her name right. Is it Kira or Kira? Kira Allen. 
Kira Allen. I look forward to seeing more of what she does. She definitely kept me engaged. And I really wish we would have gotten more into her back life and just really spent a little bit more time with her. So when things did start to ramp up and things in the reveals started to happen, I would have had a more like, all right, girl, let me try to help you plan this strategy. You know what I mean? Like I really wanted to be there with her and try to be like, you know, let's go, let's go. But for, I don't know what it was about this film. It just kind of felt like they could have gone a little bit more, but they just, they just stayed safe. For me, it's like Misery 2.0. Damn. Okay. Yeah. Davey, follow that. <laughs> it's it's definitely it's definitely Misery. It's definitely Misery 2.0. But I will say, because you said something a couple minutes ago about, like, why should we care? Easy answer. Ableism. Because this movie does a really similar thing, I feel, to what uh, Hush does. Which is prey on that little part of my brain that I don't like, that I'm not proud of, that is like, oh, they're they're different and they must be protected. And I'm not proud of that. It, it definitely infantilizes people with disabilities. And it's not a good quality to have, but I have it. And just like in Hush, when, oh, horror movie, but the main character is deaf, or horror movie, or thriller, I guess, but the main character is in a wheelchair... That, at least to me, and it's cheap, and I'm not denying that it's cheap, but I feel like that gives a level of empathy to the character just based on premise alone that kind of carried me through it. And I will agree that Sarah Paulson is kind of giving a pretty static performance, but also she's the villain of the movie. She is the antagonist, where Kira Allen is... I feel like is the clear hero and central character of this story. I think the only reason Sarah Paulson's name is at the top is because she's Sarah Paulson. She has a Wikipedia page. Allie doesn't have a Wikipedia page. I'm glad you, yeah. I'm actually glad you brought that up. Cause for me, I guess in my, and that's my bias. I don't see someone I'm like, I don't acknowledge their, I don't even like saying a disability. It's just, you can't walk. Um, and to me, that's just the position you're, you're in. Uh, so for me, it was like, I never saw this character as helpless. They just live a different life because they have different circumstances for me. But that's also how I view, I mean, I know sign language and I'm actually, you know, technically I'm legally blind. So I learned Braille. So for me, it was like one of those things where I have lived, I guess, a life where people consider some of my things a disability, but I never viewed it like that. So that's probably why, like, I was like, all right, well, okay, you're in a wheelchair. All right. So are other hundreds of thousands of people (laughs) you know i was like all right cool so so what i'm so what i'm getting from this is if you're if you're a good person and you have a healthy view of other people you won't like this movie if you're a little bit of an asshole this might be the movie for you (laughs) i thought it was uh I kind of just thought it was fun. <laughs> I mean, like, I I hear what everyone is saying, and I kind of agree all around. Uh, I do I, – I really like Searching. Yeah. I think Searching was a pretty strong first attempt at a movie, yet it still kind of was – I think the reason I liked it more than I thought I would is because it's kind of a gimmick film. And gimmick films are fun. They do something – 
new and inventive with something that you use or you see every day that you think, oh shit, I've never thought of making a movie like this. This is interesting. And I'm not sure if this, this is probably bad, but her being in a wheelchair almost seems like a gimmick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I would be terrified being in this situation as I am now. I can't imagine being in this situation and I also can't freely walk around. So yeah, it does make you kind of feel bad about it and maybe it shouldn't, but I also kind of just see it as a gimmick film and I'm sorry when they're fun, they're fun. And I thought this was kind of fun, even if the gimmick maybe shouldn't be a gimmick. Well, it's not just that she's in a wheelchair. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot she's asthmatic as well. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> I, yeah I, I forgot. Add that brick on top of her. Uh, it's it's not just that, you know, she's in a wheelchair. It's, again, just life is not good to her. It's just like fuck you, we're just gonna have our misery fun with you. And it, you, you honestly just start to feel for her because she's getting to the cusp of, you know, adulthood, you know, for teenagers, you know, turning 18, and it's like, oh, she can finally start to, you know, perhaps have her own life and just explore things. And you're kind of her on that you're like yeah go out there see the world before you realize it all sucks but it, it, it it's it, you know it's understandable but then yeah the creepy little doubt where her mother starts to have some telltale signs it's like okay maybe something is enough again i found this movie to be very predictable Right from the opening scene where you start to, where I, again, I just put two and two together and I got four. But I still found plenty to be, you know, uh, in front of suspense by two scenes in particular. One is when uh, the daughter is, is actually able to trick, is when Chloe's able to trick Diane to go to a movie. And do, do we want to, do, do we yeah, want to talk? extensively about that though because i feel like part of fun about this movie is just kind of not knowing at all what's going to happen i'm 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 not gonna give everything away i'm just saying like it's or it is it's that situation where she needs to discover something and the only other scene i will mention is where well diane has to get out of the house yeah we could i i know exactly what you're talking about just from that yeah those scenes for me were really effective. It was the telephone call for yeah, me. Okay, that was, was good too. Call. That was really effective for me. <laughs> and I will admit, I still haven't seen Searching. That it's just, it's just something that just got by me, and I really haven't found the time. I so again, this is my first exposure to this writer director, and I really liked this. So I'm a little bit more inclined to now catch up on Searching, but I'm not here to talk about that. This movie, however. I did really find myself enjoying, and I also gotta say the music's really good. Yeah, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about this director because you brought up searching. I I'm liking what he's doing, but I'm sorry, something about kind of like when Quentin Tarantino puts references in movies. Usually, I don't mind that. There was something about the way that they were used here 
that felt a little annoying. I may, I, I think that might be just me overthinking things. Because uh, it's clear from the movie itself what his inspirations are. Al- Alfred Hitchcock, Misery. You don't have to literally write the title of the film in the movie. That's It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, I, mean, I was about to say, it's not like an early 2000 horror movie where you suddenly have a scene where Dr. Hooper is consulting his patient, Mr. Carpenter, and <laughs> they're waiting on their student, a young Miss Laurie. I was going to ask if he was... Um, non-American because I heard the name and I was like well were they born in America or were they born in India and they made Bollywood films and then they started to try to cross over into making films they think Americans like and the fact that he grew up went to school out here in America um, was born in America and it's kind of just like well honey what did that degree really do because this is one of the issues I have with a lot of folks who graduate from film schools is that again, all the technical things are great. You know what I mean? It's wonderfully framed. The compositions are there. You have great lighting, you know, they do well with the sets, um, the pacing and the editing of this, like it has all the technical things, but all the, the juice, the meat, the, the, am I really on the edge of my seat? Do you really know how to, talk about this subject in a way that you're not really reinventing the wheel, but you're, you're letting me look at it from a different angle. Uh, I just didn't get that here. And it's kind of, I didn't see searching either. Um, this is my first introduction to this director and I would like to see what else they do, but my critique would be like, you need to direct something that emotionally you connect with in a way to where you really draw me into your world. That's your job as a director. And I just wasn't really drawn into this world. It looked like a mashup of a whole bunch of other horror films. I was going to say for my final thoughts, but the fact that I could reference four or five other films, just like it was, I think Adrian, Adrian, was that you who said that prior of like, you can tell who your inspiration is. is kind of like, yeah, imitation isn't always flattery, honey. It really isn't, so. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Sometimes it's just imitation. And by the way, Jenna, as a former film school graduate myself, I both thank you and resent what you just said. <laughs> and as a current film... Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm also in that I'm, I'm also in, in that film boat. school. Well, much like Quentin and Tarantino, I didn't go to film school. I went to films. Oh. <laughs> Boo. <laughs> I mean, I, I I guess this is this is definitely a nitpick because maybe I'm just annoyed that it's not references that I think are really cool because I definitely don't mind when Quentin Tarantino does it. But uh, <laughs> unless we have anything else to say, I kind of want to take this into final thoughts. Let's go with Gina. Oh, ooh, I was ready to be last. Look at that, America. You finally convinced me of my place in the world. Um <laughs> Well, I, I I just want to see Jordan and Davey kind of squirm right. as to how they're going to follow you. No, don't follow me. I drink too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, probably. Uh, so, Run. I mean, we've seen this dynamic tackled in many other films. I think it was done better in the film Jordan Peele Us, uh, where that reveal comes about. You know, you talk about caretaking. You know, it really made us question, is this the villain or is this a person who's been taking care of me for this many years? And they did it perfectly from the perspective of the person 
who was being raised by this woman. And I feel like that's what this film was really lacking was really driving home uh, the connection that we have, whether you agree with it or not, I should have still felt that connection with um, Chloe in viewing her mother. You know what I mean? Um, but we've seen this film done many times from misery. Like I said, us uh, to even, I was trying to think of my last horror film, but it left my brain. Cause that's just how forgetful this film is. It definitely isn't the worst Hulu release in Hulu. I'm really going to need you to get it together, girl. <laughs> you got too many coins in your bag, honey, to be acting this broke. But I do appreciate the cast and crew giving us a cute little film. Grab your popcorn. It's a Friday night starting to get cold. Um, if you want to watch a movie that will end up watching you, then yeah, go ahead and see run. A lot of you guys will like the suspense. There are good parts in this, but all in all, it's a, uh, it's not good. It's not horrible. It's just meh. So I will give this a five out of 10 times. This person should have known the truth because I'm adopted and I knew my parents were trash. So <laughs> didn't I didn't really give too much away there because you kind of <laughs> get it in the trailer, but y'all know what I'm saying. <laughs> Let's hear from Jordan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, I gotta say, I personally enjoyed this film. I found it to be enjoyable in spite of... Uh, how I knew it was going to go. That 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 to me is a good sign, at least. Uh Kira Allen, uh star in the making. I absolutely cannot wait to see more of her. It's it's she's gonna be a great star. And Will Smith sorry, Sarah Paulson. I'm not gonna get over that comparison. <laughs> uh is fantastic. She does do a great job here of being terrifyingly unhinged. And even looking back, like the first scene with her after the title, you, you you should like really be questioning, like that's not how someone like this should be acting right now. Uh, great camera work, fantastic music, and really, uh, in in a non spoiler way, I actually really like this ending for several reasons that it's honestly one of my personal favorite endings of a movie so far this year. So I will personally say, do check this out. I will give it seven out of 10 Pat Haley appearances because we really could have used a little bit more Pat Haley in this movie. Davey Jordan took my fucking review thing. (laughs) I'm trying to think of something that isn't about Pat Haley. Because I had that queued up and ready to go. Pat Healy, be in more movies and be in them more often. And you're you're good. We love you. Yeah. You actually can't join one of us unless you like Pat Healy. That is true. Uh, we give you a, a DVD copy of Cheap Thrills and say, if you don't like it, don't come back. <laughs> um, We're pretty much the unofficial <laughs> Pat Healy fan club. Yeah, which I'm very comfortable with being a part of. I... Like like Adrian said, this movie is fun, and we definitely went into some of the sociological implications of this movie and how it kind of structures itself. But much like Searching, this movie is very stupid, and I liked it a lot, and I would recommend people that also want well-made... Because there's a difference between a movie that is stupid but fun and a well-made stupid movie. And I think this is very much a well-made stupid movie, just like Searching. 
to the point where I really don't care that it's all very obvious, and I really don't care that the writing is nowhere near as strong as the direction, because you got good performances, and you got a a director that knows how to make you uncomfortable, and yeah, it is a popcorn movie. It is Friday night, get the fam together, or I mean, not right now, but like, in theory, get people together and just like, have a few little jumps and have a good time, and I think as that kind of movie, as kind of the crowd-pleasing thriller, it does a very good job at being that. Yeah, it's it's predictable and silly, but so is 90% of Hitchcock's filmography. So sometimes sometimes thrillers just have a formula, and and I like when that formula is done well. Um this I I am close to getting tired of this director's formula and I would really want him to work on something like you were saying Gina with a bigger emotional heft because both this and searching are very very clinical in how they view their characters as just kind of pawns for the mystery and I want to see that grow but right now if you're looking for a, a movie on Hulu I mean don't watch I mean, bad hair is fine. <laughs> it's not great. But, like, what? this is better. Um, so, yeah, we were not... I was not a fan of bad hair. Uh, I was. <laughs> right? I was like, bad hair is a lot more fun. Yeah, a- Adrian movie. was. It's a lot more stupid. <laughs> All right, well, then I guess I'm the asshole. It's okay. Ah, <laughs> oh, damn it. So... I give this seven and a half out of ten comparisons that I shouldn't have made. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, oh, I love fine. you. No, I was the asshole on this review. It's fine. I'm an asshole on a lot of reviews, so you're good. I'm, I'm... <laughs> I mean, more than anything, Jenna just makes me realize I think I'm kind of dumb when I do this. Because <laughs> no. I saw this and just thought, yeah, this is this is fun. <laughs> I, I didn't even start to think of the impl- social implications all that stuff. and But as a roller coaster type thriller that really feels fun more than anything even though the subject matter can be seen as kind of dark i dug this enough i i i do like this director but i feel like one of his influences that i'm really seeing a lot of is m night Shyamalan, and i feel that way because this director has a knack for making some really thrilling scenes and really ramping up the suspense when he when he needs to but he also writes characters like he doesn't really know how people talk and it's it's always kind of just jarring and uncomfortable in a way but i don't know it is what it is it's it's a really well-made movie and on all te- on all technical aspects uh but it is it's pretty dumb <laughs> and you're either gonna realize what's going on or you're not but you're probably still gonna have fun with it so i still recommend seeing this i'm gonna give this um three and a half uh jabs at ryan murphy that i'll keep doing throughout my length here at the sites uh <laughs> out of five you know jenna or i'm sorry not jenna gina stated white uh white will smith which is great. I think that's funny. But if if you're listening to this Saturday Night Live, please do not make her rap or anything like that. We do not. Oh, God, <laughs> please no. We, we won't think that's funny. 